Hi, I'm Emma. I'm Steph. And this is... I don't believe it. didn't woo that time. No, I just fully didn't. I didn't giggle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Beverage? Yes, please. Okay. So, we've gone a bit off book today. Can uh, you have your antihistamine? Please? I will, but I what do you want me to I need to pour the drink first. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's Fair enough. quite big. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got a bit of book today. So, um we've been talking about ordering um some what do they call them now? Uh, like herbal adaptogen drinks yeah. for a while um, and weirdly we both ordered some at the same time and didn't even plan it pure coincidence <laughs> and mine have just arrived so we're going to try this first instead of a beer so this is called uh, this is by Halu I think is how you say it and it's Salerno Spritz so I will give you I've put some ice in there for you thanks so much and this is cute because I ordered a four pack um, tester thing and they've sent two extra ones for free which is really sweet and a really nice little handwritten note which is really nice so let's mm. give it a go. So it's lightly sparkling with a perfect blend of bittersweet Mediterranean flavours and the natural benefits of adaptogens, vitamins and botanicals to help you feel relaxed and sociable. Oh. So it's like an alternative to alcohol. So Feeling sociable is always a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Oh my goodness. Smells like Barocca. Oh, well, I, I love a Barocca, to be I fair. Mean, me too, but I just wasn't in, a- anticipating that. It's a spritz. Oh, oh. It's like drinking um, a... What they call it? What's that drink? A Negroni. Oh, oh, it is bittersweet, isn't it? Oh. That's actually quite nice. I really like that flavour. It's not what I would usually go for, but I'm certainly enjoying it. It says with a slice of lime, I can see how that would be really good. Yeah, I didn't have any lime, so sorry about that. That's okay. Just be better. Oh, look, it's won the World Alcohol Free Awards 2023. Oh, no, mended. Oh, right. Mm. Made in England. Love it. I think mine came from America. Okay, so this week is my Halloween episode. So we're going to talk spooky. It's, again, kind of a little bit like crime true crime but okay. also very spooky mm-hmm. um so trigger warning initially i'm going to be describing some really yucky murders okay so a bit gruesome but you know it's spooky anyway yeah so first off we're gonna start in mount pleasant halloween 113 years ago on halloween this is ringing a bell mount pleasant uh, yeah, no, it rang a bell with me, but I don't think that's why. Okay, go on then. So it was a Tuesday, um, October the 31st, 1911. Mm. J.B. Jordan, a man with a family. <laughs> Hi, I'm J.B. Jordan, man with a family. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was such like, as if you'd know who he is, like he's a... a Famous person? Celebrity, yes. <laughs> but obviously, I mean, we don't really have them back then. So yeah, anyway, man with a family. Um, at 5.30am, mm-hmm. he heads out, says goodbye to his wife and goes to work. He leaves out the kitchen door, leaves it unlocked. 
and then his like adult son was upstairs at Bert Jordan um, and he heard his mother scream downstairs okay. so he was like shit what's happening so he goes downstairs and he finds her under the duvet and there's blood and he was like oh my god my mom's had a seizure so he panics obviously gets doctors gets his dad back because his dad's not long left it's like within half an hour of him leaving yeah um and there was no like attempt for robbery but it turns out she had been like bludgeoned not to death nearly though um so yeah so she she had blunt force trauma to the head um and there was just blood everywhere anyway people thought that it was the husband usually is let's be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had literally only just left the house so it'd be a bit weird but anyway um she did survive but when she woke up she didn't remember anything yeah. she thought she'd just fallen over and smacked her head gosh um but it was potentially an attack with an axe oh this is sounding so familiar oh yeah no you'll know about the main one because it's on my favorite murder Oh, okay. So, uh, this case has no record of ever being solved, um, but there was one main suspect, and his name was Charles Marzik. Oh. Mm. And he will come back into it. Okay. Um, now we move on. Um, so, just over two weeks prior to this Halloween, obviously I had to start on the Halloween because it was Halloween. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, two weeks prior, uh, in Ellsworth, Kansas, on Sunday, October 15th, 1911. So a family of five were killed in their home by an unknown axeman. So William and Pauline Showman and their three children were found after having been killed with an axe from their neighbour's yard. It was washed after having killed the family. The killer had used cloths to cover the windows, cover the faces of the... <laughs> you have heard it before. I you have, know? yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> cover the faces of the victims along with the foam. Because you didn't want it, because yeah. obviously back then you don't ring, you just open, you like listen to the line and hope someone's there. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. So you covered the phone at 1am thinking, oh, someone's going to hear. Um, there was a lamp also without a chimney found at the scene. Bloodhounds were used to try and follow the path the killer might have taken to escape and wound up on the railroad tracks. Now, Charles Marzik was also married to Pauline Showman's sister mm. and then they got divorced. Okay. So... Um, they thought that maybe it was him. He had spent some time in prison uh, for the theft of wheat. So, wheat, wheat. <laughs> <laughs> so because he was a known criminal, they were like, oh, it must be him. He's a murderer. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite a big jump, I think, mm. from theft of wheat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But back <laughs> well, he's then, a criminal. Like, we need to tie up any loose ends here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a handy little criminal who'll just blame it on him. <laughs> Here's a starving man, let's blame it on yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he was known to have um, threatened the people who were testifying against Ooh. him. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a bit of a reach. Anyway, um, the unknown Axeman was nicknamed Billy the Axeman, uh, and he had even attempted to get into the local marshal's house on the same night through a window by cutting its screen, Oof, but then so didn't scary, actually go in. As if they called him, what did they call him? Billy the... Billy the Axeman. I mean, they made him sound quite jolly, really, there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not scary at all. Maybe Watch Billy's a jolly name now, but it might not have been back then. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe mm. you're right. There was a lot of Williams back then. Yeah. I know there is now, but it's like William... Oh, my God. You can't think of one. That man, the one from Colonia Dignidad. <laughs> William Schaefer. No, it's Paul Schaefer. Shit. Yeah, it was Paul, yeah. There was another... There was a William, I think. Oh, no, there was lots of... They, Willi- weren't they German? There was a lot of Williams. But maybe they weren't evil ones. 
Either way, you know that's what? quite the tangent. Maybe the <laughs> listeners at home can tell me. <laughs> that was so shit. I know, sorry. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> uh, in Portland, Oregon, on June the 8th, 1911, a concerned neighbour finds a family of four slain in their homes. Mother and daughter sexually assaulted. Ugh. Bloody fingerprints everywhere and valuables stolen. So it's the first time anyone's stolen any valuables. Every other time, it's just been about killing people, right? Rainier in Washington, July the 10th, 1911. A young newlywed couple were found murdered. Nothing valuable stolen. This was immediately linked with the Portland murders I just mentioned, despite the differences in their nature. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Um, This one was solved. A Swedish man named Swan... Uh, was reported by his employer that he left town without pay on the morning of the murders, which was payday. Um, so they thought that was suspicious, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was arrested and he tried to plead his innocence, but um, it was difficult. He couldn't really speak English very well, so he was uh. trying. He didn't really understand his circumstances, didn't really know what he was being accused of. That's how they get you. Um, it was later discovered that the employer who had reported him was the one that was guilty of the murders because his wife found blood on the inside of the tent that he slept in that night. You bitch! Isn't Not it? the wife, did yeah, it? Yeah, the, oh him. Oh my yeah. god! Fucked up that, innit? That chair is creaking. It's annoying. I know, it's annoying me too. I'm trying to keep still, <laughs> but I keep getting all like, overexcited. Well, you have, you have to breathe. I know, right? <laughs> so in Paola, in Kansas... P-A-O-L-A, Kansas. June 5th, 1912. So this was literally like... Oh, yeah, like a a year later. Um, A couple recently moved to Kansas to try and save their marriage after Rollin, the husband, had discovered that his wife, Anna, was cheating on him. They were found dead in their home after being seemingly chloroformed. Uh, They were found under a comforter through which they were bludgeoned with an unknown weapon. Um... So yeah, uh, there was a chimneyless lamp, which is a reoccurring theme, yeah. um, found at the scene, no valuables taken. The ex-lover was in Ohio at a job interview that day, so he's got an airtight alibi, mm. so it's not like it's easy to get from place yeah. to place back there. With no other leads, the police put it down to the axe murderer who had been terrorising small town families in the Midwest over the last year or so. Mm. Again, unsolved. So now we're moving on to the one you probably know. So in Villisca in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, so this was, sounds very familiar. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so the Sunday, June the tenth, nineteen twelve. So another Sunday. Um, this is the most famous of them all, the Villisca Axe Murder House of Iowa, where eight people, six of which were children, were killed in their beds while they were sleeping. I literally <clears throat> just last week or the week before heard this episode on Morbid because I'm well behind no on way. Morbid. Yeah. Crazy. Well, they've ruined it for me. Well, it's okay because I can't really remember. Because I have the world's worst memory, so... Good. You get to tell me all over again. Allow me to re-educate you. So, Josiah and Sarah Moore went with their four children to a late church service at about 9.30pm. They had agreed uh, to have one of their daughter's two friends stay over for a sleepover that night. They all went back to the Moore residence and went to bed. The murderer either came in through the back door, which was unlocked while they slept, or, which is more chilling... He could have been hiding in the attic for them Mm-mm. to come home. Mm-mm. They found two sig butts up in the attic no. space. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's. Do you know what? That's so scary, isn't it? Yeah, that's terrifying. And it reminds me of when that ghost was trying to get you from the attic. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't from the attic. Oh, I suppose it sounded like it was in the attic. It shouted anyway. That was scary. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he was in the attic space uh, potentially. Um, 
because of the cigarettes that were found. And had three bedrooms. Downstairs, the Stillinger girls were, the people on the sleepover. Four children upstairs in their room and the parents in their room. The murderer, like, beat Josiah most. Um, he, he got him with the blade of the axe, but he mutilated him the most. And then the rest of them, he used the blunt end, mm-hmm. um, the back end of the axe, uh, when he was beating them and killing them. Um, he went then to where the four more children were, killed them as they slept, finally went down to where the Stillinger girls were. The youngest of the two girls was killed as she was asleep, but Lena, who was 12 years of age, was the only person in the house with defensive wounds. Yeah. So it led them to believe that she had woken up. But yeah. she, she was found naked but not sexually assaulted. Um, there was a slab of bacon removed from an icebox, mm-hmm. which some authorities thought could have been used as a tool to masturbate. Yeah, I've heard this, yeah. Because I think one of the girls wasn't her nighty ridden up as well. Yeah, yeah. So although they couldn't say, you know, they didn't. They couldn't say by looking at her or examining her that she'd been sexually assaulted. Mm. They felt there was still a sexual motive. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So um, maybe he's religious and not allowed to masturbate, or not allowed bacon as well. I think they're mostly Christians there, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now, he also covered all the faces with cloth as well as covering the windows. Chimneyless lamp found in the house. Locked all the windows, washed his hands, left the axe at the scene of the crime. With the media frenzy, because obviously there's been quite a few over the past year, um, mm-hmm. police lost complete control of the scene. Um, it was a town of about 2,500 people and 5,000 people were there to see the house. Oof. So, and they, they wow. would just pass through like you were allowed to go into crime scenes then. <laughs> I mean, it's flabbergasting, literally. That, that many it? people were like, oh, yeah, cool, let's go see a load of dead people. Didn't, I think I heard on Morbid as well, didn't people like take things from the house yeah. as well? Yeah, there was a man who took a piece of Josiah's skull. <gasps> yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a one way ticket to a curse, my friend. What do you think you're doing? Hmm. <laughs> oh, you've got a theory about something. I do, I do. Okay, okay. well, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's just like. <laughs> okay. okay. We're so, blasting through ooh, the murders, are we? Oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> At the end, I'll tell you my theory because mm-hmm. that's where we get to the bit, the spooky bit. Okay, doke. Does it go on to talk about anything else or is it Who? what you've heard? Or is it just about the actual axe killings? What? Have you heard anything about recent history with the axe murder house? I don't think so. Good, because it's the best <laughs> bit. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so, yeah. So with the media frenzy... Uh, loads of people were passing free to propaganda. Fingerprinting had been a thing for about ten years, oh, but okay. even still, oh, so many it was people. That had, long ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So many people had picked stuff up that it was pointless. And also, people had traipsed through. So bloodhounds. What's the point? Yeah. I think it was like eight days later that the bloodhounds got there. Oh well, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Just let everyone have a look first. Don't worry about finding the actual fucking murderer. We've just opened a temporary museum. In it. Oh my god. So uh, after that, in Columbia, Missouri, December the 7th, 1912. So this was eight days before Christmas. Uh, and eerily enough, it's another Moore family oh. um, that were murdered. No relation, uh, but a mother and grandmother were found in their home with fatal axe wounds. Um, <laughs> sorry, it just made me laugh because people call a vagina axe wounds Oh sometimes. my God, I was like, why is she laughing? People are dead. <laughs> Fatal vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, (laughs) Windows were concealed and the weapon found uh, in a nearby ravine. 
This one was unraveled quite quickly uh, when it was found that the son slash grandson of the two women was not only the one that found them, but the one that killed them. So, just a second then. So, these families are all being killed, because I can't actually remember what happened in the morbid episode. Are these all being killed by different people, but in similar ways? So, I'm going to go through, there's the McCloughry theory, um, and he was a, a investigator for the predecessor of the FBI. Oh, nice. um, So he has a theory of which ones are, are related to each other and yeah. which ones aren't. Um, you've so got to, you've got some to of think. them on different sides of America. So um, it would be very difficult for with the time frame to go back and forth. Right. Now, the one on, on the Halloween, um, yeah. they don't think that that's related. Same as the one where the mother and the daughter were sexually assaulted mm. because things were taken so it it's just because there was an axe involved in the media once right. it's also there was some um the media was changing dates of things and saying that things were only happening on a sunday when actually it was a wednesday oh, for God's sake. so they were trying to create more links yeah. in there well which made it harder mm-hmm. obviously to identify um what was going on um but you've got to think of the ones with the the candle, th- the the lamp thing, and the face coverings and window coverings. And yeah, shit. they have to be the same person. So the surely. six that uh, McCloughry has um, banded together that he thinks are all related. Yeah, I'm going to list all of the okay. similar things and and slightly different things. So I'll stop um, ruining it for you. Then. No, that's fine. It's all right. <laughs> it's exactly what I would do. I'd be like, oh, and this thing, and you're like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me two more minutes. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I love that we always know each other's going to ask, though. Yeah. And we prepare for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, he was found... So, this son, uh, slash grandson, um, Henry Lee Moore, um, he was found to have checked into a hotel the afternoon prior without telling anyone he was there. He used an alias at the hotel when checking in and tried to explain blood splatter on his clothes <laughs> and handkerchief as paint and nosebleed. Oh, both? Yeah. Right. Paint on his... On his uh, shirt, nosebleed on his handkerchief. He's had a bad day. Obviously. Um, his trial was in March of 1913 and the jury only needed 3.5 hours to determine unanim- unanimously. <laughs> unanimously. It's like an anemone. Unanimously that he is guilty. Mm. Um, he had love letters. Jeez. I keep glitching. I know. My goodness. He had love letters to several female companions discussing the property that his mother and grandmother lived in, detailing that he will inherit the house when they oh. die. So there's clear financial motive. One what of the girls was 15 years old. Oh, Jesus. That he was writing to and from. You know what? I think back then it's less... Uh, oh, actually, I don't it know. It wasn't as frowned upon, maybe. I don't know, actually. Well, is that like the Victorian times? The 1930s? 1912. Oh, I know. 1913. Uh, yeah, because the murders happened in 1911, 1912. What did, sorry? The murders. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still the Victorian times. I think it might just be. Start, just after, isn't it? Yeah. Because in the Victorian times, weren't like, as soon as you were able to bear children, you would basically sent to marry. I guess, yeah. So maybe it was just being phased out. <laughs> Would you, we're phasing out paedophilia. <laughs> if only. In it. <laughs> I like this drink, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so let's have a beer after that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, forgot, like, I forgot that's where it was. 
Right, okay. I completely forgot. Right. They are number one, I guess, actually. <laughs> this is plan A. So this is one of the Monsters of New England series. And it's I Walked With a Zombie from Sudden Death Brewing. DDH in India Pale Ale. Serving the Savage. Nice. Um, I think, is this the one that we got the same one? Yeah. Yeah, and the werewolf one from last week is yeah. the same brewery. Yields. Uh, Spooky! Yeah, these are the Germans, aren't they? That's right. And what's the um, percentage? Oh. Um, is it as strong as the other one? It is 6.2. Oh, okay. The other one was 8, wasn't it? Yeah. Are you okay? Tried to get me. What do you mean? I don't know if it's because I've just drank that or whether this tastes really bitter. Yeah, I think it's the aftertaste of this. Mm. I do like it. I almost expect there to be sediment in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was pouring it. Yeah. It's that kind of... It's quite weighty, isn't it? Yes. The the other one was as well. That is the way to describe it, weighty. I do really like it, though. Yeah. So, on to the McClockery... how oh, do you good. say? How do you say it? I can, I never know how to say you in someone's it last name when it's L A U G H R Y. Irish, is it? Cloughry. Cloughry. Is it? I'd, I'd Cloughry? say it's, oh, Yeah. I don't Cloughry? understand why is it a G and not a F. Because it's it's Irish, isn't it? It's very annoying. You've seen Irish names. They're mental. Oh yeah, and it's Scottish like a secret names. language. Like Siobhan. They want to keep the English out, and I can understand it. I remember the first time I met someone called Neve. Mm. and I forgot her name but we had added each other on Facebook <laughs> and it was like the same night and I was like I know drunk Emma was like I'll just check on Facebook and I was like Niam <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her saying that was her name <laughs> in it <laughs> I was like Niam and she was like Neve and I was like oh, that's the no, one oh <laughs> no that's terrible because <laughs> then she knows you forgot her name <laughs> yeah that's fine but she forgot my name so it's okay oh that's fine then we could all laugh about it <laughs> Anyway, the McCloughry theory. Uh-huh. Hmm. So there's six murders that he thinks are related. Okay. Two of them I've not told you about, because um, I'm not going to go through all of them long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you the ones that are included and what the similar, sim- similarities are. Okay. You're okay. You're doing it. I'm doing the thing. So he was an investigator, like I said, for the predecessor of the FBI, and he had a theory about which axe murders were linked. Um, so included was in Colorado Springs on the 17th of September, 1911. This was a Sunday. It was an axe killing. There was two households involved. Oh. Mm-hmm. Opposite each other. Right. No valuables taken. Murder weapon was left at the crime, crime scene. Blinds were drawn. Uh, bodies were covered with cloth. And he washed his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, in Monmouth on the 30th of September, so a couple of weeks later, the blinds were drawn... They were bludgeoned. There was a torch that had Colorado Springs on it. Oh. So there's a direct link. Um, found at the scene and there was nothing taken from the house. Mm. Then there was Ellsworth, which I've, I've told you about, uh, the first one, which was the 15th of October, which was a Sunday as well. He covered the phone, windows and faces, washed the hands, washed and left the murder weapon. It was on the railroad. I, I noticed there was a lot that were right on the railroad. This road, so I'm this thinking. is how they're all... Yeah. Travelling around. Um, there was a lamp with no chimney, nothing stolen, um, and the screen of the window was tampered with. Oh. Kansas, 
Again, screen of the window is tampered with and an attempt to get into someone else's house, uh, like with the Ellsworth case, um, but this time after the attacks. He knocked over a lamp, which prompted the homeowner to investigate the sound. Mm. So then he left. So that's two households that are involved. The first one, two, and he was successful yeah. on both. Yeah. Um, this was also on the railroad, uh, railroad. It's an unknown weapon, though, and there was a no theft, seemingly chloroformed, which is, like, singular, but and there was a lamp with no chimney. Mm. In Villisca, on the 10th of the 16th, Tenth of the sixth. <laughs> well, that's not that many months. On the tenth of the sixteenth. <laughs> the tenth of June, nineteen twelve. Sunday, covered windows and victims. Washed hands. Left murder weapon on the railroad. Lamp with no chimney. No valuables taken. There was a sexual nature and potentially already in the house. Mm-hmm. And then there was Columbia. What? It was just like oh, I know it's horrible house, that like fucking heebie-jeebies, man. Yeah. But this is the thing, back then they would just they would go to church and not lock their doors. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely baffling to me. Well, unfortunately, we live in a world where we're more aware now. Yeah, I know. I Which, it, in a way, it's a good thing. Yeah. But in a way, it's a bad thing, because now we're all scared all the time. Yeah, but I'd rather be scared than dead. <clears throat> bingo. So. <laughs> I sounded dead enough, and then bingo. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> And then there was Columbia, which was um, the the other Moore family. Yeah. So it was a Tuesday. It was an axe killing. Weapon found nearby. There is a theory that that one is a copycat because he was found so quickly. Right. Or he just got cocky and he thought, I've got away with all of these. I'll get away with this because there's someone else who's doing exactly the same thing. Um, so why would they suspect it to be me? But mm. all these fucking love letters, stupid cunt. Anyway, mm. <clears throat> now the suspects on the Velisca Axe murders. Now, there was speculation that the local senator and business rival of the Moore's yeah. um, family business had hired William Blackie Mansfield to murder the Moors. This was later disproved by a work-related alibi. This was like, did they both have like farm equipment businesses yeah. or something? Yeah. He used to work for him, didn't he? And then he set up his own business. He took an account with him, mm. which was ah, quite a big it. account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they, they, they weren't on good terms after mm-hmm. that. Surely not enough to murder children for, though. Yeah. No, exactly. But then he wasn't the one that did it. He, no. Yeah. He hired someone else. But yeah, it seems a little far-fetched. Shit like that sticks, though, doesn't it? I bet mm. that stuck with him all his life, still like, oh... He never ran as senator again after that. Mm. <clears throat> um, it's probably too tarnished. Or yeah, he's probably fucking humiliated. Just wanted to stay out of the public eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another suspect was Reverend Kelly, oh. which was a bizarre, small and meek Englishman. Why is it always an Englishman that's the creepy one? <laughs> We're a creepy group. Yeah, we are. A little bit. <laughs> Hello, my British. <laughs> <laughs> So he had been reported to have some strange uh, behaviours, like watching people through the windows. Nowadays, they think he was probably schizophrenic. Oh. For the way that he was. But um, he was self-ordained as well, uh, oh. a self-ordained minister. He was suspected partly because he was left-handed. Um, and they thought... <laughs> no, no, listen. They thought that the um, the murderer was left-handed because of the blood spatters. Oh, right. So there was... <laughs> I thought they were like, he's a witch burning. <laughs> No, I think we're 100 years too late for okay, that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, he was suspected partly because he was left-handed. Killer yeah. was determined as left-handed by the blood spires. He had been seen watching the family. The local dry cleaner received bloody clothing to clean a couple of days after the murders from him. Um, and he also went to the crime scene posing as Scottish Yard. Scotland Yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why do you do that? But why? Yeah, I see... The, everyone everyone else went and walked through. Why does he? Why can't he just walk through? And the bloody clothes. I mean, that's weird. It's not a smoking gun because back then everything's a bit more dangerous, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not far off. And you know, peeping toms, they escalate. They do, they do. Now back then, like I say, you could just like walk through, take souvenirs, take pieces of people's skulls. Why do you have to pretend you're Scottish yard? <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is. Scotland Yard. Yeah. It's um it's t- Is it like a force, a police force or something? No. It's a building, isn't it? Oh. Well he's Scotland not posing Yard. as a building, is he? No, but like from being from Scotland Yard is like d- didn't um uh, what's he called? Sherlock Holmes come from Scotland Yard. I mean he's fictional. No, I maybe. know that, but Scotland Scotland Yard is a real thing. It's Okay. It's something to do with the police. Oh, maybe it's because he's English. Yeah. That's why he said Scotland Yard. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. But why would you want a bit of someone's skull? Why would you want that? Where in your house, pray tell, are you going to display this grisly? I mean, remember, it's just after or the tail end of the Victorian times. And oh, they were yeah, very they... creepy people. I know. I feel like I would have gotten well. With yeah, the I feel like Victorians. I would have been really good there. Yeah. Except for, you know, being a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, rights and stuff. Yeah. Also, no Candy Crush. <laughs> I have deleted that, you know. Have you? Yeah. Look at you. I am tired of waking up. Well, no, okay. I am just tired in general because I keep staying up until 2am playing Candy Crush. That's terrible. That is really bad. Yeah. I have other things I need to do. Yes. Now, Kelly was uh, visiting, because he lived in a nearby town in Iowa. Um, he was staying with another minister's family and he had left before the murders were discovered early morning. Mm-hmm. It was like 7am that what, they were uh, discovered because they their neighbour noticed that they hadn't got up to do their morning chores at like 7am. Yeah. So he had left like way before that. Right. So that's suspicious in itself. Because mm-hmm. where are you going at that time? You ain't getting an Uber. No, exactly. Where are you going at that time of the morning? On the railroad, I bet. Exactly. Um, he feels a good candidate to me. Yeah, in it. Yeah, I think he is. I really think he is. Now, I do have another theory at the end of it, and I'm going to explain it, okay, okay, why okay. I think it's him. Um, so, yeah, so he was staying... So, so, following the murders, his sanity crumbled. Oh. Which is another... Did it send him crazy? Mm. Um, he sent letter after letter to the police claiming his innocence, even though they weren't... They weren't even looking at it. No. Um, he just kept sending it, sending it, to the point where they started to suspect him. Yeah. He completely lost grip on reality, ended up confessing to the murders, which he then almost immediately took back and claimed police brutality. I mean, that wouldn't shock me. No, that wouldn't shock actually, me either. to be yeah. fair. But Especially why are you writing time. letters, though, eh? Like, why are you... Schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was definitely something not right, um, but then that's also a very good reason for someone to crack and do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about him as, Being a, as a suspect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he lost his mind because of it. Maybe he was possessed. 
Ooh, okay, here we go. Spooky time. This is where it gets spooky. So buckle in for a haunted sale. Yes. So in the 1990s, after the house had passed from owner to owner, Uh so no one really stayed there for very long. They couldn't couldn't stay there for very long. Ooh, what, like, because they thought it was haunted or... Well, not necessarily that they thought it was haunted. It was just the general feeling. So um, Mm. one of the caretakers... um, after it became like a tourist attraction one of the caretakers had said that um it or the caretaker sorry said that um it's almost like you know when you go to like auschwitz or a concentration camp you can feel the yeah the sorrow in the walls Mm -hmm. um so he was like it's very much like that like last week when i said like violence like that leaves a mark yeah exactly yeah yeah. okay i understand what you mean now yeah he also has a very similar theory to what i said in the cecil hotel and i will mention it oh interesting so in the 90s, the house was set to be torn down. Okay. Um, now, it was then bought uh, by a couple because they didn't want it to be torn down in the history of the town. Because the town's so little. Yeah. Um, it's such a big part of, of the town's history. Mm-hmm. So didn't want it to get destroyed. So they bought it. They restored it to look like it used to um, and basically set up like a museum. Okay, yeah. Um. Once people started coming through, they found that they could probably... Because there was so many... There was people who were either obsessed with true crime. Yeah. Um, or people who were, like, ghost hunters. Yeah, yeah, like ghost yeah. Hunters. Um, so they sort of leaned into that and they were like, well, we could set up overnights so you can do an overnight stay. Yeah. Um, for six people or less and, like, basically hire out the house for the night. And it costs, like, five, $400. Um, hmm. not each, but like for the whole. whole That's thing. not bad. Yeah, exactly. I think I would do that. You know. Oh, I don't know. Well, actually, it depends if there was any descendants of the family living nearby, because it's only well, it's long enough ago that it's kind of okay to set up a museum. How's there going to be descendants? What well, there might they be like killed? there might have been like a brother that lived down the road, and now oh, they've right, got okay, yeah, you that know. Makes sense. So as long as there's no family in the area, so it, it doesn't still linger. You know what I mean? Then I think I would go and do something. Like on stairs somewhere like that, just to see what it's like. Uh, you might change your mind. Ooh, okay. Go on then. <laughs> um, so the caretaker recounts um, being in the house cleaning, uh, and he hears footsteps and a dresser drawer closing upstairs. Now, Velisca is such a small town that all they have is about a thousand people living there now, um, and a petrol station. That's pretty much it. So this prompted him after hearing the footsteps and stuff because he went to investigate. There was no one there, nothing yeah. there. So he was like. So he thought, oh, maybe it's like a certain floorboard if you stand on it. He was very sceptical. He didn't believe in ghosts sure. at all. So he was like, maybe I'll if I step on this floorboard, it'll make that sort of noise. Like, maybe there's something that's prompting it within the house. So he decided to stay overnight some nights before they started doing the overnight visits um, and uh, investigate, basically, mm. see what he could find out and what was causing it. Um, he started talking to the house as well. Well, that's kind of... Is that not the first sign of madness? Well, I don't know. I I guess he was just open-minded. Okay. Yeah, he said he felt really stupid doing it. Oh, okay. But he was like, obviously there's there's something that's here. Because that, mm. you get that feeling. He didn't believe in it, but then he was like, maybe there is... He does now, obviously. Sure. Um, some overnights had cancelled one night uh, once they started getting people in. Um, and he decided, oh, I'll go and get some cleaning done in the house. So went in, locked the back door behind him, and then went upstairs, started cleaning up. And then he heard the door open and someone walking around downstairs. And he was like, fucking hell, like, if, 
if you want to come in, just let me know and I'll bring you around. Like, I'll walk you around. So he was like, I don't want to do. So he hid in the wardrobe in the kids' room <laughs> and waited for them to come upstairs. So he <laughs> and he was waiting there. And he heard all the footsteps about five, ten minutes downstairs, walking around. And then he heard it coming up the stairs. Opened the door. He jumped out. Nothing there. That would shit. Do you know, that's really backfired, doesn't it? The back door has, like, it's still locked. Everything's still locked. That's fully backfired. He thought he was shitting somebody else up. Mm -hmm. As soon as he jumped in that wardrobe, the ghost was like, okay. I got you. I raise you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, nothing at all. He just completely froze. Now, 102 years after the axe murders, Mm. a middle-aged man and his elderly parents paid around £400 dollars to stay overnight now he felt he was like he fancied himself as a ghost hunter he was like in his 50s and the, his parents were like elderly um oh my god he brought his elderly parents yeah in it so the caretaker uh, he's called johnny first thought like and then he was like don't be mean maybe that's their thing um but yeah so they decided they were gonna go and um have a look and stay overnight um so he had camo pants on this ghost hunter it didn't say his name um and a hunter's knife on him he usually concealed carries a, a gun, but he wasn't sure of the laws in Iowa, so he was like, oh, I'll just take a take a knife. There's no police nearby. He, he just felt like he needed some protection um, in such a small town, like, where loads of bad shits happened. So he took his knife with him. That's a sad uh, commentary on the... On America, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. So, 2014. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so he decided, I'll bring my knife instead. Um he said he he said to the caretaker just before he left, he was like, I'm going to give this house a piece of my mind. Oh, that seems too cocky. Don't fuck with the ghost like mm-hmm. that. So he was like, okay, whatever. So he, was, he went home, got in bed, went to sleep, woke up next day, looked at his phone, and he had, he had been tagged in loads and loads of articles. Man stabbed in the chest in oh my Axe fucking murder God. house. So he was like, shit. So he called the owner and he was like, what, what do I do? And she was like, what do you mean? And he told her and she got really upset, bless her. Like she's like bawling her eyes out. She's like, this was supposed to be fun. And now someone's <gasps> yeah, got yeah, really yeah. hurt. Um, so it, he decided that he wanted his parents to leave the house so that he could do his own pro- like solo investigation. So he, hang on, so so he, he said, drags them along and then he's like, right, get out. Mm. These poor old people. Well, the, he just wanted some time alone with the house. So he was in the house. Um, and then his parents came in and found him with oh, a knife in his no. in his chest, lying on the floor, like blood everywhere. That's awful for them. He was airlifted, and he did survive. Oh right, okay. He was airlifted to a nearby um, hospital. That's the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, a good few years later, Johnny still works as caretaker there. Um, a good few years later, he went back to do like a telephone telephone a tv interview fucking hell emma a tv interview um about what had happened like there was like an episode being done on it uh-huh. i can't remember what the name of the um show was called anyway um and johnny was like he, he saw him and he was like you and went over to him and he was like what what happened and he, he got really upset and he was like everybody thought i was either crazy or doing it for attention or money and he was like that wasn't the case and he asked him, like Johnny asked him if he wanted to go back to the house and they went over to the house and he just, he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry to the house. I shouldn't have been like provoking you. Um, so basically what he had done um, was he was just stood there um, and he was going like, 
come at me bro and all this sort of stuff um so he, he went in and he was like i'm really sorry for having um antagonized you and um i shouldn't have upset you and because so, it basically possessed him to do it to himself oh right okay i thought somebody had come in and killed him i didn't no 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 so it, it's because he had provoked the ghost he was like he said he doesn't remember it yeah um he one minute he's in in the room like saying come on then come on fucking scare me blah blah, blah. and then the next minute he's waking up in the in wow. the um emergency room but he died in the helicopter oh. and ended up being resuscitated See, like, a part of me is like, you know, he's a cocky guy, maybe he did do it on purpose. But you'd think you'd just stab yourself a bit, a bit in the leg, you wouldn't, you know, yeah, so, fall no, on in nearly, the chest he and nearly kill died. yourself. Like, he, he was a very different man. He said it completely ruined his life. Like, he right. was a very different man after that. Um, Sounds like it made him a bit more humble, so maybe it didn't... Yeah, exactly. So... Um, yeah, so a lot of people were accusing him of attention-seeking. It was all for money and all that sort of shit. So um, apparently when he was saying sorry to the house, his voice was like really shaky as well, like he was petrified. Right. So Johnny's theory is that it's not the ghosts of the children yeah. and stuff. It's the house. Right. He feels like it's the house. So the town of Villisca, um was Native American land. Okay. Uh, and back it was Walisca. Oh, right, okay. And it was thought to mean, like, pretty place, mm -hmm. when it actually means um, evil spirit and Satan. Oh, well, that's a very different... Yeah. And the, the um, so their enemies, like the people, like the tribe that live there, their enemies would be buried face down in shallow graves so that they would be stuck there and they wouldn't be able to go, like, up to heaven or anything. Oh. So oh. he thinks that maybe because of those spirits around there, it's the house that's the problem, oh. as opposed to the people who were killed there. Now, I have another theory. Okay. So uh, I reckon it's Lizzie Borden. <gasps> have you heard of her? Yeah. Yeah. So she was killed in that house. No, she she killed her father and stepmother in that house with an axe. Wait, 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 wait. The Velisca house is yeah. the Lizzie Borden house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the I 4th never of August, knew that. 1892. Yeah. I know the Lizzie Borden story and I know the Velisca yeah, murders. <gasps> Stop. In it. I reckon it's her. What? I'm fucking... My mind's blown. <laughs> I can't believe it. I did not know that was the same out. We'd better tell the listeners her. who Lizzie Borden is. Uh, yeah, so Lizzie Lizzie Borden, I, I literally just put in here. So there's there's pre previous victims of the property. Lizzie Borden was from Massachusetts. And on the 4th of August, 1892, she brutally killed her father and stepmother with an axe. I, think, I don't know much more about the... I think there's some... I can't story. quite remember, but I think there's some um, people who think maybe it wasn't her. Oh, right, okay. But I'm not sure. I can't remember. So don't mm. quote me on that. But I, I, I cannot believe that's the same house. Well, maybe... It, I, I thought maybe it's her and she... If if she was, like, twisted enough to, like, turn on her family like that, maybe she was possessed by something or whatever. Maybe she didn't like the presence of a reverend outside looking in. Uh -huh. Maybe she's the reason he went schizophrenic. Maybe she possessed him. So Ash and Elena from Morbid, they went and stayed at the Lizzie Borden house and they did a live episode from there. And uh, they said, they were saying like about the kind of vibe in the house is just like malevolent. Now I'm doubting the article that told me they're the same. Hang on. Yeah, give it a Google. Because if that is true, that is absolutely wild. In it. Or maybe they were like, 
Hang and on. that makes me think me the it. house is the problem for yeah. sure. Let's have a gander. Is it on this one? I think it is. Yeah, so... Oh. Well, I misread it. Oh. <laughs> Go on. Only 30 years later, in uh, 1912, a more tragic crime took place across the other side of the country. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really so big not Lizzie up. Borden. It's not li- I'm so glad you knew who Lizzie Borden was, because otherwise, listeners would just... be like, you're stupid. <laughs> I am a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah, so it's not the Lizzie Borden house. No, no. Okay. We ignore that bit. So we could just ignore Lizzie Borden altogether there, couldn't yeah. we, really? Yeah, we could, yeah. But I enjoyed the minute there where I thought it was the same house. Mm. And I was like, dude, rip that place down. In it. I mean, I was enjoying... Yeah, anyway. Um, so Johnny had mentioned that he felt like it wasn't a ghost that had stabbed him, but he felt like maybe those who aren't protected by their faith or are afflicted with mental illness are more likely to be susceptible Oh. to being possessed which is what i said about the people in the cecil hotel not necessarily the faith bit but if oh you have yeah, yeah, illness, yeah 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 um now there was a paranormal investigator that uh have reported using you know them thingies that pick up voices from, yeah yeah one of them evp yeah that one yeah i think yeah. it's called e- e- yeah electronic voice phenomenon i think i i got that from ros hernandez i told you about ros hernandez she's the trans uh woman former drag queen who does the ghosted podcast I did tell you about it on this podcast. But anyway, oh, well, sorry. She, she has a segment on her show where she finds like EVPs on the internet. She plays it to her guests and they've got to guess what the ghost is saying. Oh. And they're always really funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, so they had used one of those um, and they picked up some voices that were saying car, which made them think, get back in your car. Maybe okay. that's what they meant. Uh, leave. Henry. So we said about Henry Lee Moore. Okay. They had yeah. to say Henry. Yeah. Get out and murder. Mm. See, that would be enough for me to go, you're right, I've outstayed my welcome, thank you very much, Mm. goodbye. Have a great eternity. (laughs) Have a nice afterlife. (laughs) Hope you're enjoying yourself. So yeah, so maybe it's the Native Americans, maybe Mm. Johnny was right, because it's definitely not Lizzie Borden. (laughs) This is definitely not Lizzie Borden. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was really excited about that. Dude, I was so excited, you saw my face, I was like, oh my god! (laughs) So yeah, so that is what I have for you on the spooky, spooky axe murders and mm. stuff. Yeah, I think definitely those ones that uh, McCroffrey, McCr- what was his name? Uh, yeah, Th- that gentleman linked together. They feel yeah, except for maybe the one where um, the grandson was like, "Hey, I'm going to be coming into all this money soon." Yeah, but they think it's him that did all of them. Oh. They think he's the one that did all of them. I personally think it's the Reverend. The Reverend feels good to me, yeah. yeah. But then more was, like, known to go up the railroads and stuff. I suppose lots of people travelled on the railroad then. But definitely I would say it's a railroad-based yeah. killer. It is interesting, though, isn't it? Mm. Only three convictions. Yeah. I guess maybe, like, back then you would chop your own firewood and stuff, so I guess... Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's exactly more why. more axe yeah. type. Uh, axe is just lying around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. That's exactly it. Like we were talking about last week with the seesaw, it's like um, maybe poison was a more popular thing back mm-hmm. then, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess, because when I first heard about them all, I was like, all of these axe murders? mm how can they not be linked? But that probably explains it. It's probably a more popular weapon of 
plus ones who got in the media if you decided you wanted to kill. So I reckon the one who was convicted because um, his wife found the tent, the blood in the tent. Yeah. Maybe he was a copycat murderer because mm. if he did that and then it, the media picked it up, mm. then, oh, it must be that same murderer. Mm. It's easier to point the finger at someone else when... Oh, sure, if you've got somebody... isn't really a thing. They used to use, like... Um, the length of your finger to try and identify the person. Oh, the whole length. Yeah. Interesting. I can't remember what it was called. There was a name for it. But yeah. Do you know, we started doing that before uh, before the Americans. I learnt that this week, that we oh. were early adopters of the fingerprint. Oh. Well then. I don't know if we invented the... I hesitate to use the word technology, but um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I learnt that this week. But that was really good. Thank you. I felt transported back to those times oh good potentially Victorian times <laughs> and it felt spooky in my yes, mind so. spooky yeah. I did really enjoy reading up about it mm. very sad about Lizzie Bowden 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 yeah see I don't even know who she is no <laughs> <laughs> if there's any true crime fans at home they're like what the fuck how do you not know who Lizzie Bowden is because I'm the worst, okay? Yeah. I'm trying. It's I'm okay. educating You're myself. You're not from Scottish Yard. You don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Fucking Scottish Yard. I'm not bad. <laughs> Honestly, why am I so stupid? But yeah, that is everything. Love you. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it, now you believe it, you believe it.